right, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, my name is Rich. So stoked to have you out today on this beautiful uh, November day. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Facebook is not the most reliable place to go for somebody's birthday. There are some people out there who never post their birthday on Facebook, and so you never actually know when it's their birthday. And today is somebody's birthday who you'll never find on Facebook. I don't normally do this, but one of my favorite guys on the planet is Joel Staxman. And today, he turns 33 years old. So, Joel... <laughs> but we absolutely love Joel and Denise and their whole family here at our church. And uh, such a huge blessing. You will not find more generous, faithful, loving people than the Saxmans. And so we love you both. Awesome. And this year, Joel gets an extra treat on his birthday. Joel's a massive soccer fan, and the World Cup kicks off today, right? Man, how awesome is that? Once That's never happened before, right? Amazing, amazing. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but... Um, I'm often amazed at my, my ability to uh, kind of take the blessings of God in my life for granted. Anybody else ever notice that? And, uh, you know, I've been given so much. I have a beautiful family. Get to be part of this amazing, beautiful church. Live in a spectacular place. Um, great job. And yet, instead of living with gratitude, I find myself often, instead of gratitude, I can live in a place of complaining, just wishing I had this or wish I had that and taking what I have for granted. And, and I, I think this is one of the areas where, you know, the, the fall way back in the garden, it just kind of messed things up for humanity. And one of the areas that, that we're broken is that we all have this propensity to, to take all the blessings and the goodness in our life for granted and go to a place of wishing we had something else or just complaining, grumbling, whatever that, that might be. And there's a great verse in the Bible that, that helps us just remember all that we have thankful for, be, have to be thankful for. Um, God's people, the Israelites, they, as most of you know, they were in Egypt as slaves, and God raises up this guy named Moses and sets them free, leads them out of Egypt, and they go on this long journey. It wasn't supposed to be long, but some stuff happened. They ended up having a 40-year journey in the wilderness, and just before they get to their, their homeland, the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, they're, they're, they're standing there looking out on this, this place that they've been away from for 400, over 400 years, their homeland. And as they're about to go into this land, God has some words that he wants to speak to them through, through Moses. I want to read these to you this morning. They're, they're words that are, are kind of a warning. Deuteronomy 8 says this, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land He has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe His commands, His laws, and His decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, when you move into that beautiful home, when your 401k grows, when your family grows, when you get that new car or that new truck, when you sit down for a Thanksgiving feast with loved ones, God says, don't forget. 
Otherwise, when all these blessings have come on you, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But here's the key, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. God says, don't forget. And he says that because he knows humanity. He knows that we have this tendency to, to forget. We have this tendency to take all the blessings that God has given us for granted. And if you read the Israelite story, it's, it's interesting how they, they do this over and over again. God takes them out of Egypt through some crazy miracles. They go through the Red Sea, and God parts the Red Sea and just delivers them in spectacular fashion. Well, just a few days after that, what are, what are they doing? They're complaining. They're grumbling because their food isn't being delivered on time. They're complaining because their Uber driver got the wrong address. And they have all these complaints, and God provides in their field. But then a little further in Scripture, we see that they're complaining again. Miracles all around, powerful miracles, and yet rather than being thankful, they're quick to grumble and complain. And it is so easy to do, isn't it? Um, you, you work a great job that you love. It has its ups and downs, yeah, like every other job. But for the most part, it it's works your, your skill set in action and, and works with some good people. But then we have a tendency to, rather than be thankful for that, we spend a lot of time complaining either out loud or in our heads about what we wish was different. Or you live in a nation that's like the promised land. I mean, milk and honey, we are blessed. There's abundance. We have everything that we could ever want, food, protection, freedom like we have this morning and yet we complain about politicians complain about the water complain about the parts of the system that we don't like over and over and over and over again we're broken and that we're so prone to forget the things all the good things that god has put in our lives and be thankful for them and this morning what i want to do is i want to just pull some things out of this, this scripture that will help you and i cultivate a grateful heart and it'll help us move from a place of only seeing the bad. Maybe you're here this morning, you're going, all I can ever see is the bad. I only see the negative, and I try to be thankful, and, and I just can't. Every, every November rolls around. I'm like, I'm going to be a new person, gratitude, but then it switches back to the old you. Well, let me give you four habits that you can begin practicing today that will help you become more grateful. So if you're a note taker, habit number one is this. Receive the good things in your life as gifts, not as entitlements. To believe, uh, to be entitled is to believe that you have a right to what you have and you have a right to all these good things just because of who you are. Entitled people have this unrealistic expectation of just being treated favorably by everybody around them. They're owed special treatment. And of course, this sense of entitlement, it starts when you're, you're little, you know, that's that, that uh, mom or dad that just caves to every one of their kids' demands. The kid wants pizza for dinner, they get it. The kid wants an expensive, unaffordable gift for, for their birthday or for Christmas, they get it. The kid wants a new car, they get it. The kid wants this, they want that, they get it. Pretty soon, you grow up believing that, oh, 
I'm pretty awesome. I'm pretty special. I should start life working a job, 75 bucks an hour. Um, I should be able to get all these things. If my mocha is not exactly 147 degrees, then I'm going to complain about that because it should be perfect for me because I am me. Um, I don't know how many of you are uh, noticing some of the debacles going on this last week, but Taylor Swift, uh, this last week, Taylor Swift is going on concert again for the first time in five years. And so this last week, she had two different events. I believe it was Tuesday was the pre-sale event for the concert. And the pre-sale event uh, was supposed to be just for verified Taylor Swift fans. So Tuesday was the, the pre-sale event, and then Friday was supposed to be the general event where everybody who, who's not a verified Taylor Swift fan can get their ticket. Well, on Tuesday, there was so much demand for Taylor Swift tickets around, I don't know if it's global, but so much demand that Ticketmaster said she could have sold out 900 stadiums. So basically, she completely crashed the system. And, and of course, when the system crashed down, people, they had to wait for uh, hours in these long queues. Many missed out altogether. Well, it turns out, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. All the Swifties, you know, when you're a dad, you got four kids, you, you, you know this kind of stuff. The Swifties, the Taylor Swift fans, they weren't super happy about all this going down. And they all took to social media to air their grievances. And, and it, it's funny reading some of the stuff on, on Twitter. They were, they were using words describing how they were feeling like traumatizing. Um, others expressed how it was dehumanizing. And in short, they had forgotten just how blessed they were to even have the opportunity to spend 300 bucks on a ticket to begin with. It's called being entitled. Well, God doesn't want us, and He doesn't want Israel to get to this place where they feel entitled to all the good things in their lives. And so He comes along, and He says, you may say to yourself, my power and my strength, the work of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is who? It is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Yes, they had a part to play in it, but at the end of the day, it was God who gave them all that they had. It was Him he didn't do it because he owed it to them. He, he, he gave them all that he, they had. It was out of his grace. He didn't have to call them to be his people. He didn't have to lead them out of Egypt. He didn't have to provide for them through the desert. But he did because he's a good, gracious God who provides. Jehovah Jireh, that's who he is. That's who he is. I was reading this article this week on gratitude, and the author said something that I thought was just so helpful for all of us if we're going to keep perspective when it comes to the things that we have and not shift into this place of feeling entitled for the things he had. And the author said, it's good for us to remember that we are all created. We're created. In other words, we didn't create what we have and are thus entitled to the blessings that we have, but we were all created. We are who we are. All of us in this room, watching online, we are who we are because of somebody else. So at a very basic level, you are alive because God created you. Even if you don't believe in God, a man and a woman got together at some point, and now you exist because of somebody else. And you know how to, to walk and eat because someone helped you with those very first steps, helped you put one foot in front of the other. 
you know how to, to, to read and to write because a teacher or a parent at some point came along and helped you in your little hands trace those dotted A's and B's and C's. You learned your trade, your vocation because somebody brought you alongside themselves as an apprentice or a student. They taught you. That income that you receive is because customers bought your product or your service. Now, yes, you did play a part in this, but to a large extent, you are who you are because of other people. Other people. And when you see yourself in this way, you, when you understand that God and other people played a big part in who you are today, it'll, it'll, it'll help you have a posture of gratitude rather than entitlement. Rather than going, yeah, this is all me. It's, I, I deserve all this stuff. You go, no, I, I am who I am today because of other people. It's because of other people. Number two, habit to develop. Gratitude in your life is this. Take time to savor and enjoy the goodness in your life. Moses says to Israel, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord for your, your God for the good land he has given you. The opposite of this would be to eat, be full and satisfied, and then just move on to whatever you have going on next in your life. And what this is about, it's about taking time to pause, taking time to, to, to smell the roses, or to smell that triple, venti, extra hot, half fat, non, non-fat, whatever, something, 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 pumpkin spice, latte, whatever. You entitled coffee drinker, you. <laughs> but you take time, right? Grateful people, they savor and they, they live in the moment, but then they don't just live in it, they express gratitude for it. They're paying attention. They see the incredible colors of fall, and they just don't go flurry, busy, going through life. No, they, they step outside in the morning, they look around, they're like, take a deep breath of that crisp P&W air, and they're thankful. And they even pause, God, thank you so much for, for this place that I live. They lay down in that nice, warm, cozy bed with that duvet, and they're just all warm at night, and they don't, don't take that for granted. They savor it. They're thankful. Or they gather together on a Sunday morning. Do you know how awesome this is? That we get to do this together? Where we get to be together with one another, with, with friends, with family, with, with new people, with guests. We get to come together. We get to have this team lead us and we don't just fly through this. We stop and we savor the moment and go, wow, this is amazing. How blessed. How blessed are we? Don't just eat and be satisfied. Enjoy the moment. Remember to thank God for it all. Number three, the thing that you can begin to do to establish a habit of gratitude, and this one is a little tougher. Be grateful even in the suffering. Be grateful even in the suffering. So God's describing all these good things that are coming the Israelites' way. And if you didn't know the rest of the story, you might be tempted to go, okay, when they hit that promised land, it's the promised land, Mount Honey, all those good things. When they hit the promised land, it's just going to be all roses and daisies and ice cream and lollipops and happily ever after. That's actually not how it, how it worked out. Um, they're going to end up receiving a lot of good things, but they're also going to experience a lot of suffering. Their beloved leader, Moses, who brought them right up to that, the border of the promised land there, he's actually not even going to make it in there with them. He's going he's to pass away before they get to the promised land. And then when they get there, their, their new leader, Joshua, is going to be so afraid that God's going to have to come to him three times and say, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. 
They're going to have their moments of doubt and questioning. They're going to be in these battles where wives are going to lose their husbands, where kids are going to lose a, a father. There's going to be grief. And God knows there's a lot of good coming their way, but He also knows there's, there's some suffering, a lot of suffering coming their way, and it doesn't change His instructions. He never says, hey, when the bad stuff happens, I'll understand if you forgive me. When things don't quite go your way, you know, I, I get that, I understand. I, I get if you just back off on the gratitude and, and you want to complain and, and be upset and not praise me. If you, want, if you don't, if you decide not to, I'd be grateful, I, I get that. No, those words are actually nowhere found in Moses' instructions to the Israelites before they head into the promised land. In fact, later on in Scripture and in, in the New Testament, God comes along and gives us this command. We read this last week, but it's so good. He says this. He says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. Notice he doesn't say be thankful for the circumstances. He doesn't say be thankful for the suffering. Be thankful for that tragedy. Be thankful for the anxiety. Be thankful for the job loss. He doesn't say that, but he does say be thankful in the midst of the suffering that you're going through. And if we're only thankful when things are going good, it's actually an indicator that you're, you're not really growing in Christ. Maybe you're stuck at a, a certain level of maturity and you just can't get past that. You can't get closer to them. Because everybody praises God when things are going good. Everybody. But when you can go, God, I'm going to praise you. I've, no matter what is going on in my life, I'm going to bless you. That shows that you're growing in Christ. When you know that you can be thankful because no matter how many bad things happen or how bad things might get, you know that the goodness of God is still shining down on you. You know that He's still for you. You know that He still loves you. You know that His all-powerful strength is with you. You know that you have hope. You know that you have a future. You know that He's walking beside you, that you never have to fear being alone. You know all that because you have the Lord God Almighty by your side. There are always people and things in your life that you can be thankful for. No matter how things, bad things get, there's always, always something to be thankful for. I love what Matthew Henry, he's this, um, one of my favorite Bible scholars. I got these Bible study tools and there's commentaries, and Matthew Henry is one of my favorite Bible scholars to go to, just the way he unpacks Scripture. Well, he's no longer with us. He actually passed away way back in the 18th century, but um, he tells the story about how he was ganged up on by a bunch of thieves in, in Rob. And later on in his diary, he wrote these words. He says, let me be thankful first because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed, not I. That's gratitude, no matter what the circumstances are that you have in your life. And of course, our ultimate example of giving thanks in all circumstances is Jesus. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, as he's getting ready to face the most brutal, horrific death that you could possibly imagine, all of his, his close friends and followers are going reject to reject him, they're going to spit on him. They're going to mock him. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had done what? Given thanks. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance 
of me. Even on the way to the cross, he was thankful. Number four, thing, last thing is this. If you want to develop a habit of gratitude and thanksgiving life, practice thanksgiving and praise. Practice thanksgiving and praise. Now, when you read through your Bible, sometimes, depending on what translation you have, sometimes those two words are used interchangeably. Sometimes it's thanks, sometimes it's praise. And it, it can kind of seem like maybe they're the same thing, but they're not. Um, there's a reason why the Bible says enter his courts with thanksgiving or enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise because they're actually two different things. And, and the difference is this. Thanks is something you give someone for what they've done for you. Praise is given to someone for who they are. For who they are. Thanks is what someone's done for you. Praise is given to somebody for who they are. So I could stand up here and say, Eve, thank you so much for leading us in worship this morning. We're blessed because of that. That's, th that's, that's Thanksgiving. I could take it a step further and go, Eve, thank you for leading us in worship this morning. You have an incredible gift, and we are blessed that you share that with us. That is shifting from not just Thanksgiving, but going over into praise as well. It takes, it takes it a step further. And when God, he has these instructions to the Israelites as they're standing on the borders of the promised land, it's not just them remembering what God has done. Moses also says, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Tell him how good he is. Tell him that he's a provider, a giver. He's strong. Don't just thank him. Praise him. Tell him who he is. This honors God. The Bible says, then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. And if you want to honor God, or if you want to honor anybody, you want to honor your spouse, you want to honor your, your parents, you want to honor your kids, friends, coworkers, whoever, don't just thank them, but praise them, so to speak. You know, tell them what it is that you, you see in them. It honors them. If you want to show someone how much they mean to you, how much you value and prize them, don't just stop at gratitude. Go into praise. Praise them for who they are. And as we wrap up this morning, I got a question for you. Who do you have in your life who you not only need to thank, but who you need to come alongside of and give some praise? Maybe you've, you've expressed gratitude, but God wants you to take a step further and say, hey, I'm not just thankful for this thing that you've done, but I'm actually, here's some things that I just love about you. Who's that person in your life? Or what do you have that God has blessed you with that maybe you've just taken for granted? What is God speaking to you about this morning saying, hey, this is something that you just keep taking for granted? You know, great question to ask Jesus when you have some quiet time and you're just alone with him. It's a really simple question, and it seems kind of an odd question to ask him, but I challenge you sometime to ask him the question, God, what do you want me to be thankful for? What do you want me to be thankful for? I've got all these things and people in my life that I'm typically... Uh, I'm thankful for, but God, what do you want me to be thankful for? And then maybe take it a step further and say, God, how do you want me to not just move from, uh, from thanksgiving, but how do you want me to move to praise in that situation? The Bible says this. It says, so then, and this isn't on the screen, but it says, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and get this, and overflowing with, thanks, with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, 
God, when we think of overflowing, God, we're th- that, that's something that can't be contained. God, I think of a river that's overflowing its banks. It's just, it's spilling to, the, to the, the neighboring areas. And God, when we think of overflowing, it's something that can't be contained. And God, you and your word have called us and invited us, God, into a life that is overflowing with thankfulness. And Father, I just ask this morning that, Jesus, you would help us to, 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 to be those people. God, not just on a Sunday morning, Lord, when we're, God, we're singing songs that have these words of gratitude, but Lord, I pray that our lives this afternoon and tomorrow and Tuesday, God, into our week, God, may we be people that are just overflowing with gratitude. God, when we find ourselves, God, in a place where we sh- are shifting to taking things for granted, we find ourselves maybe consumed with complaining or just grumbling, whatever that might look like, Lord, I ask that, Holy Spirit, in those moments, you would remind us to go to gratitude. Help us in that. Help us in that. God, I pray, Jesus, that we would be different, God, in this, in the world around us. God, no matter what it is that we're going through, God, help us to be thankful. God, I pray for that person that's listening to this right now, and they're in the middle, God, of some some suffering. God, maybe it's something to do with their health. Maybe it's a family issue, job situation. God, I don't know, but you know. I pray, Jesus, that even in that place, you remind them of your goodness. Remind them of your faithfulness. Remind them, Jesus, of the overabundance of blessing, God, that there is in their lives. God, in that place, give them the strength, God, to push through the hardship and be thankful, be worshipful, be full of praise for who you are and all that you've done. Lord, I just want to thank you so much, Lord, for this time that we've had together this morning. It's been so good being, God, with, with the people of God. It's been so good worshiping and blessing your name. God's been so good just even, God, hearing, hearing about how you're working through people in our church. God, to bless our city. God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. God, we give you thanks because you are good. Your love endures forever. You're so good. You're so good. Be blessed and honored, and we pray all these things. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Awesome. Hey, just a reminder, so next week um, is Thanksgiving week, and uh, next Sunday, you have an opportunity to share what God has been doing in your life and and just share maybe something or someone that you're thankful for. So I'm we're going to wrap up this series on gratitude next week, but I'm not going to actually be preaching. We're going to have you sharing um, stuff that God's doing in your life. And I just encourage you, I know— Thanksgiving weekend for some is hard to get out to um, church because you got family and all that kind of stuff. But if you can make it, it's going to be a blessed Sunday. And of course, you can always watch online. But you'll be you will be greatly encouraged. You'll be greatly encouraged as we have a testimony Sunday and you hear testimonies of God's goodness in the lives of those that you sit beside every week. It's going to be very powerful. And uh, so as we wrap up, we're going to give you an opportunity to give back to God tithes and offering. And we do this every week. And I think this is a great way to practice that verse that we read in the Bible where we go, God, everything that I have, it's not because of me, it's because of you. And so, Jesus, I just want to give back to you some of how you've blessed me. So as we sing this last song, I invite you to stand with me. If I don't see you again, have an awesome, very happy Thanksgiving this week. And uh, take some time to savor and just enjoy all the blessings in your life. God bless.